Well, good morning. It is good to be with you all today, whether you're joining us here in person or you are joining us online. I'm Reverend Nicole Riley, lead and teaching pastor here. And if you'd like to follow along with the sermon notes, you will find those on our church app. Now, I don't know anyone who likes being sick. Sickness, depending on what you have, can be, at best, an inconvenience. But at worst, it steals your heart, your health, your life, your vitality. None of us, though, make it through our lives without experiencing illness at different times. And of course, illness isn't only about the physical body. Our minds can become unwell as well, with depression or anxiety or trauma or substance abuse, these can be as difficult to treat as any physical disorder, maybe even more so. Sickness is part of our lives. We will all have seasons when we are dealing with it or where those we love are dealing with it. That sickness may be physical or mental or emotional. And this, and how we experience it, matters to our God. Today we continue our series, which is called Restored. And we are looking each week at how God desires to restore us. And today we are looking to how God desires to restore our well-being. Now, let me say this as we talk about this topic. I do not believe that God uses illness as a punishment. I also know that there are times when we pray for healing and our prayers are not answered. What I'm talking about today is something a little different. I want to talk about wellness and how we are given opportunities throughout our life to embrace wellness, to deal with the sickness and illness, whatever kind it is in our life, by coming to God with it, by sharing with God with it. What I want to talk about today is how do we cooperate with the healing that God has for us? Lent is a season where we once more claim God's restorative power in our lives. We look at how we are today and how God wants to grow us, how God wants to heal us, how God wants to move us forward into our lives more fully. Jesus began a project of restoration when he came here among us. He didn't come to give us a tune-up. <laughs> he came here to change humanity so that we would claim this image of God that is within each and every one of us. Richard Foster, who is a wonderful author who writes about the spiritual life, he said this. He said, God is not seeking to improve us, but to transform us to show us who he really created us to be. 
So today, we're going to talk about what it looks like to have health and healing in our lives, however that might look. And we're going to look at a scripture to help us think about this. And my prayer for you today is this, that you will not only be more open to the healing that God has for you, but that you will seek that healing in your life, those healings that God has for all those broken places in you. So let's hear today's text. This is from John 5, 1 through 13. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured and he picked up his mat and he walked. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who'd been healed, It is the Sabbath, and the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. And so they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Jesus is in Jerusalem for a festival, and he goes by this pool where the text says those who are blind and lame and paralyzed gathered for healing. And the text mentions that this man has been paralyzed, ill, and invalid for 38 years. Now imagine that for a moment. 38 years. And so, in light of 38 years of struggling, Jesus' question to him is, do you want to get well? Now, what do you make of that question? Is it insensitive? (laughs) Is it tactless? Is it sincere? Is it honest? As I was looking at the question, do you want to get well, the first thing I thought of was last week's text where we were learning about Zacchaeus and how Zacchaeus was someone who was open to change, how he was ready for what was next in his life. And maybe, just maybe, Jesus is taking the temperature of this man to see if he too is willing for something next. I don't know. 
But what I do know is that when you are dealing with something in your life for a very long time, even if it's something negative, it could be scary, maybe even overwhelming to think of a different way of living. Healing would open some wonderful new doors for this man, but it would also change so many things for him. And 38 years is a long time. So the first thing I want you to see as we talk about healing today is that we have to ask ourselves, do we want to be healed? Our focus today is how do we cooperate with the healing that God has for us? And you may be sitting here today like that man feeling a little stuck in your healing, not sure if there is healing for you. When I was in my 20s, a member of my family died, and I went through a very difficult season in my life. I eventually went to the doctor and was prescribed antidepressants, and then I went to a psychologist to help me work through the things I was dealing with. I didn't want to do either of those things. I wanted things just to get better on their own, but they were not, and I was in trouble, and I needed some help. I went to the psychologist, and she was great, and she asked me all about how I felt about this loss in my family and my life, and and I was able to share with her what I was dealing with, but session after session, she would check in with me about how I was continuing to feel about it. And after a while, I just got tired of doing the hard work of sharing how I was feeling. Instead, what I wanted was for someone to have a magic wand that they could just wave over my life and make everything better again. You ever been in that place? That place where you wish that things would just get better on their own, where maybe you had an opportunity for healing, but you didn't have the motivation to do that difficult work. I think we all have a season like that. And so the first thing I want you to think about today as we talk about healing is we have to begin by asking ourselves, do we want to be healed, and are we willing to do that sometimes very difficult work that it can take. I think the man's response to Jesus' question is very interesting. After Jesus asks him if he wants to be healed, he says, Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And there are other translations of the text that fill in a little bit about what he's talking about here. There was this belief that an angel of the Lord would come and stir the water. And when the angel of the Lord did that, the first person into the pool would receive healing. And this man's story is that he has sought to receive that healing for 38 years, but still someone else always beats him there. Now, many people have looked at this text, and they have said, here is someone who's just making excuses. Maybe. 
But also, after 38 years, maybe he's just so discouraged. Maybe he's just so without hope that this is just how he feels. As we talk about embracing the healing that God has for us, we have to recognize that there are times that we don't embrace what God has for us, not because we don't want to do the hard work of healing, but because we are so tired and so discouraged. It's easy to fall into a hole. It's easy to give up. Sometimes you and I cannot see enough ahead to see a future for ourselves. It has to be said that God sees us and God knows our need. He sees what is too much for us to carry. God sees us and the burdens that weigh us down. And God believes in us in our future even if we don't see it for ourselves. I was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago, and he was sharing about an area in his life that he was trying to have some healing. It was in a relationship with someone else, and we were having a conversation about it, and he had tried, and he had done some different things, but it just wasn't working out, and he said that maybe he was just too old to make the change. Maybe it was just too late to do something different. Maybe there just wasn't hope for healing here. I could see his disappointment. But as I look at today's text, one of the things it says to me is that it is never too late for healing. So this is the second thing I want you to see this morning, that in those areas of our life where we are stuck because we have lost hope, God meets us and God sees us. And it is never too late for that healing. There's an old legend of a man who is on a trip, and he gets lost, and he falls into a bed of quicksand. Do you ever wonder why it's called quicksand when it seems to be really slow? I don't know. Quicksand. First person walks by seeing this man in the quicksand, and he said, well, it's evident people should stay away from quicksand. Second person walks by and says, This should be a lesson to others that they don't repeat this mistake. The third person walks by and he says, well, I guess this must be God's will. But then Jesus appeared and he said, take my hand and let me pull you out. This is our God, the one who doesn't look at our state and say, oh, well, but who looks at our state and reaches down to us and pulls us up out of the mire. So where do you need that? Where do you need 
that healing in your life, for God to reach down and to pull you out? Where do you need that hope? Where have you become resigned? God has more for you. Let's look at the last part of the text, which I think is the funniest part of the text. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath, and so the Jewish leaders said to the man who'd been healed, it is the Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said, pick up your mat and walk. And so they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. What we have here is Jesus as the rule breaker. There was a rule that there was no healing on the Sabbath, and there was certainly no picking up your mat and walking with it. These are really silly words to our ears, right? We hear this and it's silly, but really what it's about is control. It's about trying to control things within the way we want them to look. We all have control issues at some point in our lives, and some of us see this especially when we're looking to become more well, to be healed in our lives. We have this idea of what healing will look like. Healing will look like this. It will take this amount of time. It it will need these resources. We have an idea of what healing looks like. But one of the things that this text says is that sometimes God restores us in the most unlikely of ways. That's what happened to this man. He thought his healing would look one way, and it ended up looking completely differently. So I want you to think back on your own life, a time in your life when you needed some kind of healing. And maybe God healed you through a way you didn't expect. Maybe it was a walk in the woods. Or maybe you were healed by having some time to just talk with a friend who restored your hope. Or maybe you were healed by that day you just spent looking out at the ocean, listening. The man in our text had an idea of how his healing would look, and it looked completely differently. He was wrong. There was something else that God had for him. And this is the third thing I want us to see today as we talk about healing, that healing comes and we are restored in unexpected and unexplained ways sometimes. I started out by telling you a story from my own life when I was in my 20s and I was struggling with a death in my family. At that time, Jeff and I lived in Sierra Madre. Have you ever been to Sierra Madre? It's just the cutest little town. We lived in Sierra Madre, and I was doing all the things I could to get better and to deal with things and to process them. But one of the things about um, the death in my family was that it was unexpected. And if you've ever had something big and unexpected like that happen, um, one of the things that you experience can be that you find yourself really fearful about what is going to happen next. You feel like there's another shoe that's going to fall. You feel like nothing is really stable. 
And so I was feeling like that, and as much as possible, I was hiding in my apartment and not going out and doing things except to, to go to school. And one day, though, I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out. And I went for a walk, and I had, we had just moved to Sierra Madre, right, as this uh, death in my family had happened. So I hadn't explored the town much. And I went for a walk one day, and I walked by a graveyard. Now, you'd think going into the graveyard would not be the best idea as you're dealing with grief. But I walked in, and as I looked around, I saw so many things that affirmed life on those tombstones. This was my favorite tombstone. This young man died when he was 15 years old. And this is what it says on the bottom of the tombstone. He lived and died with humor, intelligence, grace, and courage. Those words were the words that I read every time I stopped by that graveyard. And I thought about those words pretty much all day. And in the midst of my own loss and grief, those words ministered so much to me. I was not expecting that God would help heal me in a graveyard. But sure enough, some of my work in being restored and healed happened in this most unexpected of ways. So, three things today. We have to ask ourselves, do we want to be healed? Are we willing to do what may be some difficult work to move through that? Next, if we are stuck because we've lost hope for healing, know that God sees us, that he meets us in the middle of that. And last, know that healing can come in unexpected and unexplained ways. So, where do you need some healing in your life? Where do you need to be restored? Know that our God meets us And that our God does the essential work of healing in our lives, even in this day. Let us pray.